Hello and welcome to the Vancouver SEO Expert Podcast. My name is Anthony Shivkumar and the host of today's episode. So today what we're going to talk about, we're going to talk about the 11 different ways in which you can write blogs. Now there's probably more ways, but from what I've seen, uh, I believe there is generally 11 different ways in which you can engage with an audience and communicate your material, your information that is effective. And this is taken from a recent blog that we have written, which is called The Ultimate Blogging Made Easy, The Ultimate Guide to Writing Blogs People Want to Read and Search Engines Want to Rank. So if you just do a simple search online for Blogging Made Easy and Sand and you'll get this whole blog post. It's very comprehensive and a snippet from that blog is what we're basing this podcast on or this episode on. So let's dive into the 11 different ways in which you can write a blog. Now, the whole idea of writing blogs is to build authority, which is to say that if you have information or you do things uniquely, you want to share that information to the audience. And by doing so, your when your audience reads a piece of your content, and if they f- feel enlightened and if they feel the information is invaluable, they will probably refer your blog if they have any questions in the future because it actually gave them some value. And over time, you, you, your company or your brand will start to be perceived like an authority in your audience's mind or in your prospect's mind, which is much easier for you to convince them to make a purchase because they already have a relationship with you by interacting with your blog. And that's really the essence of why you want to write a blog. It's it helps in positioning your brand accordingly. So what are these 11 types of blogs you can write? The first one is the ultimate guides. <laughs> ultimate guides are a great way to position yourself as an authority. It, the whole idea is it must be comprehensive, it must be easy to follow, and it is gonna take time to complete it because uh, it is supposed to be the ultimate guide. <laughs> and And the whole idea of Ultimate Guides is, say we have written a couple of blogs and we have written a blog on marketing and it's the ultimate guide to making your business more marketable and profitable. So the, a good way to write marketing or, or Ultimate Guides is to make sure that you are the audience of your own guide first. Instead of you know selling your guides or making sure that it just ranks high on search for all, for all those reasons, but the number one reason should be whether you as an author would find your own article meaningful. Which is to say, if you had to reference your own blog down the line, down the road in the future, would you still feel enlightened and say, okay, this blog actually makes sense. It's, it's pretty much a documentation of all my notes and, and my information so that when I go back to this blog in the future, I actually still can reference ideas that I might have forgotten along the way. And that's really what an ultimate guide is for me. It's more about documenting my knowledge so that in the future I can use it and it should be comprehensively laid out so that it can, it's now not only now I can share with myself, I can share it with my team members, I can share it with the people around me, and if it's worthwhile, eventually search will start to pick up and the audience and the general public and your prospects will also be able to get useful information from it. 
But an ultimate guide is supposed to be a comprehensive, at least if, at least 2,000 words in my opinion, where it entails every different aspects of a blog. And generally, the, when you're writing an ultimate guide, I it's the easiest way to do so is to just divide it into four different categories. This is the way I like to do it, is to talk about the who the blog is for, who the blog is not for, um, a brief introduction first, of course. And then you go on with, you know, something like the mindset of what makes this blog so interesting and what you're really going to get from it, the psychology, um, the valuable action steps that, you know, your users can take. So divide it into different categories and then express your blog in that way. This is the way I like to write my ultimate guides, but uh, different people, you know, just like to write it more from a point-by-point uh, point standpoint, you know, like, and... And, and I find those are more how-to guides, but somehow they should put them under the ultimate guide section. For me, the ultimate guide is more of a mindset. It's more of a strategy rather than, rather than a tactical guide. The second type of blog you can write are education and quizzes. Education and quizzes is like if you're teaching a subject to a select few audience, then you can educate them by allowing them to answer some few questions as they, as they read the blog. And this is a great way to position yourself as an educator as well. And it also, it also helps in authority. And, and good examples of these kind of blogs are if you read blogs on Khan Academy, Coursera, edX, Udacity, which are generally e-commerce, e-learning platforms, their blogs are very educational. And actually, if you, because the courses are free, you can almost think of that curriculum like one type of a blog because you're still consuming information, but now it's got a much more structured format, like you have a curriculum to it. It can, it can, you, can you can pretty much create your own platform with education and quizzes, like an e-learning platform, but if you just wanna add it as a subsection to your blogging category, you can also add it, you can also create a blog that is a lot more educational in that sense, and it's not, and it's got a more structured curriculum where you can, you know, test your prospects, your text, test your audience's knowledge, and it just makes the blog more interactive. Another type of blog you can write are how-to guides. How-to guides are great blogs if your reader is looking for a very short but specific information, a solution. They might be looking for a recipe on how to cook something or how to use a piece of equipment or how to fix a problem with their computer. So how-to guides are short and to the point. If your how-to guide is able to give the reader the most effective and efficient solution, they will soon start to trust your brand and advice, once again positioning you as an authority. So how-to guides are, generally if you go on search right now, especially on Google, if you search for you know how to do this and how to do that, there's a small little snippet that pops up without even taking you to the website. And those snippets are generally extracted from websites. And the question is why can't that snippet that shows up be extracted from your from your website. So how do guides are very specific to a target audience and they're specifically looking for a particular solution. So not everyone is supposed to understand or read them. For example, if you're writing a how-to guide on how to fix a computer, it's only gonna be someone who's got a broken computer. And that's very generic, but say for example, if you're looking for someone, if someone is looking for how to get this particular tool in Photoshop working, then you can say, you know, how to how to remove the background of an image, of a portrait image. You know, that's very specific. And if your answer, if you're able to answer the problem and give a, the solution, then, and it's the right solution, and you can you can help the audience remove, if whoever's looking for a way to modify a photograph by removing the background, and if they, and if they 
search for those terms and if you show up because you've written an article on that it's another great way to basically write a blog so we have written a couple of blogs mostly in the programming side of things so we have written um, like stuff like you know how to integrate PHP and Vue.js components and this is advanced programming stuff or in you know, integrating Vue Webpack and with code examples creating RESTful APIs using PHP and Vue so we have written a lot of how to guides related to programming uh, but my whole idea is that in your case you can write how to guides for your particular industry help your target audience and sometimes it can just help yourself so if you have written a how to guide on how to do certain things and you want to document it it's a great way you know to build authority <laughs> top 10 lists another great way of writing a blog is another unique way is the top 10 list so new articles and many other bloggers are great at coming up with their own top 10 list it catches people's attention so what are the top 10 rich? So you can write stuff, you know, you'll see a lot of news articles that talk about, you know, the top 10 friends, the top 10 richest people, the top 10 crazy families, the top 10 expensive houses. So these top 10 is a very eye capturing, clickbaity, clickbaity kind of uh, a headline. And similarly in your field of expertise, what is that you can talk about that, you know, you can put in, you can put in point form. And um, when I say top 10, it does not mean it has to be exactly number 10, but the whole idea is to put a number and put your own list of, it's very subjective, but it adds value because people want to hear your opinion. So we have written stuff like, you know, I've written a, a blog on 39 plus mental tools I use to make better decisions. So that's a great blog for me, but a lot of other people find it valuable. Uh, but at the same time, it's very subjective to me. It's 39 mental tools I use. And there's something called the 13 things I learned after doing the 10 week Wim Hof method. Uh, the 12 mindsets and behaviors required for running a lean startup, uh, 12 ways to maintain your website and increase sales, or eight steps to create a world-class UI and UX for your startup. So similarly in your field, putting a number and subjectively, it's a subjective thing. Um, no one can validate, you know, why did you put number one or number two? It's your own opinion. But that opinion, if, if you, if your opinion makes sense and you can, you can, you can, back it up with some data and a good amount of reasoning, people would say, you know what, that, 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 that top 10 actually makes sense to me. Another way of writing blogs is to share your experience. And this goes with, you know, a lot of um, the travel bloggers who like to, you know, they go around doing things and then they like to share the experience. So an experience is all about writing about, you know, your ideas, your passion, your life, your reflection. So you can use a blog like a journaling, like a journaling platform as well. It's a great way to show your human side and share your stories to the world. Um, I tend to write more about my experience in a point form, like top 10 lists, um, but you can also write it in, in any shape or form. But, it, but, but the whole idea of, of writing a blog only about your experience is where you are the center of the blog. It's only if someone wants to know more about who you are or you just want to you know, document it like a journal. That's a great way to write a blog. Then you can have blogs where you just want to write. You know, it's, I call them the random fillers. And sometimes you just want to write something and you just go get out your notepad and start writing. You write a bit on some ideas, your outlook in life, your opinions, your strategy. It still makes sense, but it's very random. Like there's no, there's no objective. It's more, it's kind of like a reflection. It's similar to your, ex, similar to the above, which is where you're talking about your experience, but here you can write about anything. You know, you can write about a stone if you want to, just because you want to get your creative juices flowing and you just want to get in the idea of, of writing. 
it is great to send this into your email list, but it will hardly rank on Google or search engines because it's, what are you gonna rank for? It's your story. So a great example I think is got is Seth Gordon's uh, blogs where you know he he writes well and he shares his opinions. He keeps his blogs short and sweet. So so he's a marketing. He's quite he's he's quite a a prominent figure in the marketing world, and he just writes these short blogs about his opinions, about his ideas, about his strategies, and he and 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 it's just who he is. So it's I kind of call them random fillers because it's it's got no. It does not necessarily have uh, you know, no one is explicitly searching for it but if they come across it they wouldn't mind reading it it's some it's something of that sort then blogs that i firmly used to write is say for example you want to accomplish an objective I used to write blogs that are challenges so challenges are really a great way to you know keep yourself extremely accountable so challenges are a great way to start writing, get started writing a blog. So you can have a 30-day challenge on your diet plan or starting a business or forming a new habit or blogging every day. So these are like these 30-day challenges and all you need to do is blog about the challenge, about your progress, your reflection and, and, and the challenge. So you can use your blog as a medium for planning or, or you can use or you, and your blog and, and the best part is you can ask your friends and family to support you. So over time, strangers too will be able to see and relate to your challenges. If they too are planning on undergoing such challenges, they will use your blog as an inspiration. You can write on a one-week challenge and blog every day, 30-day challenge and blog every day, or once in two days, one-month challenges or three-month challenges. Find a rhythm and blog periodically. It helps you to become consistent and make progress faster. So any challenge that you have, you want to document your challenge. And you can use blogs to do that. So I call them the challenge blogs where you can do, you know, I've done this a couple of times. Um, you know, when I wanted to start a business, I basically did a 30-day challenge and I just started to write blogs every single day just to get in the habit of writing and starting a business. So it keeps me accountable, keeps me moving so that, you know, I was able to, this was like a few years ago, but it got me into the rhythm of what it takes to, to start a business. So to get the most out of, out of any challenges, you need to set a plan and do, da do it daily or, and do it an immediate reflection. So use blogging as the medium to plan and reflect. That's what it is. Now, just as the previous points, there's, a, there's another way of, you can, of writing a blog and I call them the stories. So it's not necessarily random fillers or it's not an experience in what you learned, but these are stories. So stories are a great way to always to share your life and experience and your opinions. People like to read and hear about other people's stories. They remind us of ourselves if they relate to it. So it can be a story can be not just your life, but it could be someone else's life that you found very interesting and you just wanted to share how it really impacted your life kind of a thing. So you can write a write about you know how broke you were when you started a business and how you made it all work or how you went from went snowboarding for the very first time or how you enjoyed eating sushi for the very first time those are the kind of blogs where it's similar to your it's not necessarily a reflection um, it's not necessarily an experience it's not necessarily what you have learned it's more like um, this is a story and I, it might fall under the category of random fillers and it also might fall under the category of your experience and what you learned. But I like to put stories as, um, as a different section because you know it's, it's, it's a little different in the sense that you know uh, it allows you to open up and connect with other people. It's just a great way to start blogging in my opinion. So a good blog over time in general must have all of the above categories. So you know it needs to have, you, when you're writing a blog you need to have your ultimate guides. You need to have your education 
kind of material where you're teaching your audience how to guides, top 10 lists, experience, and what you have learned. So when I talk about experience, it might be a little caveat between, it might be a little misunderstanding between experience and stories. So experience is more like you went to, you went to learn something in a workshop or, you know, you've read a book about it and then you want to say, okay, how have you, what have you learned from it and how am I going to apply it? So that's more like an experience. And a story is also, is more like, um, um, is more like you just have an idea and you just want to share it. You know, you just have an idea. It's not necessarily, it's not necessarily uh, something that you've actually done, but it's just a story that you feel like sharing. Um, it could be, you know, this is what I have in mind. It's my vision. It's my plan. It's my, it's my, it's, it's, it's a fantasy. You know, it could be anything. It does not necessarily has to be factual. It could be fictitious as well. So now I'm going to talk about the last three types of blogs so that we complete our 11 types of blogs. Case studies. So case studies are a great way to build authority again. So if you have helped a client and they've got results, a great way to show that, you know, you are an authority is to write a blog on how you did that, and you can do that under case studies. So you're basically taking a concept, an idea, or work of others and making a case study out of it. So you can do that for your own clients, or you can do it with even with, with someone else you've never worked with, but you're observing their success, you're observing how they've gone from point A to point B, you know, deciphering their strategies, and then you're writing a case study telling them that you know, this is what I've understood after studying this, this particular company go from point A to point B, because this is how they maximize their profit, maximize their efficiency, minimize wastage, or whatever be it that you're trying to focus on, the objective of the case study. So you can define what you want your case study to be about. In our, in our case, we were trying to actually evaluate other websites, uh, why, what they did right and what they did wrong. And we had things like, you know, the property maintenance case study or the surfers website case study. So we basically were looking at other people's website and saying, okay, these, this is what they could do to improve. And this is what they could do to, uh, this is what they should eliminate in order to also improve. Then you can also talk about fictitious story based on real life examples. So a lot of clients, a lot of companies might deal with confidentiality with their clients, but the problems that the clients have would be very universal. It's just that they can't put an exact name to it. So that's where you can put a fictitious character, but the stories are still very real in the sense that it still addresses real life problems, real life situations, and real life pain points of the general audience. There was a book called The Goal, uh, and it's all about you know, processes and assembly line and how to minimize bottlenecks and maximize profit and throughput and whatnot. And in that book, the whole book was basically fictitious, but the concept was very practical in the sense that this is what would happen in almost any manufacturing, whether it's software or whether it's, whether it's real physical, manufacturing plants, the ideas were layered out in a such a way that this is applicable in real life. But the author did not might not might have not wanted to put a name to it, so it made it as if it was a fictitious story. So so if you do not want to share the confidential information, then make sure it's fictitious. Because the pain because the whole idea you're in business is because a lot of people have the same pain point. So it's just that you don't want to put a name to that pain point because that would that would reveal someone's confidential information. So then make it fictitious. And the last one is a tactical versus a strategical blog. So tactical blogs are blogs that are temporary but important. All right. So for example, writing a blog on the top ten blogging tools in 2019 is very tactical. In 2022, this blog would probably be re relevant. 
So perhaps you can keep updating it, but it's still time bounded. So that's what a tactical blog is. A tactical blog is very time bounded. Strategical blogs are, mo um, are blogs that will pretty much stand, you know, I like to say, you know, they will stand the test of time. I mean, nothing can last forever, but it's got a much high, much longer period of still being relevant. So for example, when we wrote the, black, the blog Marketing Made Easy, we believe it would last forever. I mean, that's just our assumption, but it's not very tactical. It's got a lot of strategies. It's got the mindsets, the psychology, the behavior, and human beings have not changed for the last 40,000 years. It's highly unlikely they're gonna change for the next probably you know, 500 to 1,000 years. So we like to believe that a blog like that, which is tapping more into the human psychology of what makes us buy, what makes us sell, what marketing is in the general side of things, rather than showing you what tactics to do to market, so those blogs generally have a higher chance of ranking for a very long period of time because they're not time bounded. They're just principles that apply universally. So perhaps even this blog is very strategical, but after five or 10 years, most of this blog will still be irrelevant. But you know, but we like to believe that it would last. Strategical blogs will generally last for a much longer period of time. So those are 11 types of blogs that you can write. So let me go through it once again. So the first type is ultimate guides. The second is how to. Um, actually, the second is education and quizzes. Third is how to guides. The fourth is the top 10 list. When I say top 10, you can use any number, but put a number and say, you know, this is my top 10 things to do, or this is my, this is the 30 thing, 39 things that I've learned, 39 mental tools that I use to make better decisions. Those are examples of that. Then you can write a blog on your experience and what you have learned. You can write a blog just on random fillers, just write on anything that you want to, you know, put your, just shout your mind out of. You can write a blog on challenges, 30-day challenges, one-week challenges, three-month challenges, just to keep yourself accountable. Write stories, you know, your, your ideas, your fiction, your, your, your fantasies, your aspiration, your motivation, your inspiration, whatnot. Those, are, those will fill, fit well in this, into the stories category. You can write case studies. Case studies is a great way to study other people and then talk about what you've observed. Then you can talk about fictitious story. It works very well if you're in a company and you do not want to reveal the confidentiality of your, audio, of your clients. You can put a fictitious name, but the story is still very relevant to the general audience. And last but not least, is tactical versus strategical blogs. So have a combination of both. Tacticals are very time-bounded, strategical are generally timeless. They are more, you know, based on the universal principles of how things work. Tactical is most on mostly mostly based on this is what we have in 2019. Let's deploy this because this will what will make you help you get this is what will help you get the maximum success because of uh, because these tactics work today. So if you found this podcast uh, very valuable. Uh, please subs to please go to blog.ansend.com and subscribe to our blog because, I mean, we've written a lot a variety of blogs from marketing, mental models, sales funnels, how does CRO work, how does SEO work, how does conversion work, and we talk about programming, UI and UX design. So anything related to the website and how you can promote your brand using online marketing, our blog is all based on those generally based on those topics. And we generally post our podcast on Google Podcast, Google Play, and on Spotify. So go out there and subscribe to our podcast. And once again, thank you. <laughs>